Hi there, my name is Mudiyeke Mashamaite, and this is a podcast about the difficult transitions into adulthood. Join us as we speak about the bittersweet moments of becoming more independent, developing one's identity, and learning to handle more complex relationships. Dimalang, dimalang, dimalang. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to yet another episode of Transitioning with Mudiyaki Mashamaide. I'm pretty excited about this one, and I'm hoping you're just as excited and ready for the loving, the painful, the joyous, and the uncomfortable chats we'll be having on this podcast. I'm hoping that we can all learn and unlearn from each other and grow together. Because this life journey is certainly not an idle one. Dumalang, 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 sanbonani. Um, actually, welcome back to myself. <laughs> I'm sure you guys are wondering where have I been? What took me so long to come back? And what is the reason for bringing me back? Um, just before we get to that, I just wanted to clarify that I am okay. I am back and hopefully now I'm back and better. Life has just been crazy and for some weird reason I felt like it wasn't fair for me to record anything and for me to come onto the mic and speak about anything that had such deep connotations to it. So yeah, essentially the topics that I speak about are very deep and in some cases they can be very draining. Well, most of the podcasts that I've done, it's personal experiences. And so I just wanted to center myself and bring myself back. And um, in some situations, actually do the work that I encourage other people to do. And I don't think it was fair. Probably a bit hypocritical of me to speak about healing and working on yourself when I was actually doing the opposite. And so I am back. And as you know, when I'm around, we speak about things that are very deep, that are soul-searching and things that I think would give you a better perspective as to understanding yourself, understanding your situation and, you know, soul-searching in a way that allows you to move forward in life and not necessarily taking yourself back. And um, the topic for today is actually rejection, something that I have struggled with for the longest time. I think we can all say that rejection is not nice. Nobody likes to be rejected. And it's actually a painful feeling when you're not accepted or you're just cast away. So please don't ghost other people. It's not nice. Don't do that thing. It's not cute. Um, But on serious terms, rejection is something that honestly affects people deeply rejections i think are the most common emotional wound that we sustain every single day of our lives you know rejection comes through heartbreak it comes when you're fired from our jobs rejection comes through friendship heartbreaks which i guess i would say these are probably the ones that hurt the most but being rejected comes in all forms you know you can be rejected by family members or even moving to a different community and being scrutinized by the people that are there um, your neighbors for instance but I can say that the pain that we feel from rejection is absolutely paralyzing 
Whether the rejection we experience is large or small, one thing remains constant. It always hurts and it usually hurts more than what we expect it to. But I think, or rather I guess, the driving point of this podcast today is to navigate why. Why is it so painful when people reject us? Why does it hurt when a friend doesn't share your picture on Instagram? And why does it ruin your mood, you know? Why would something so seemingly insignificant make us angry, moody, or in some cases cause you to act out of anger? And I did my research and I found that our brains are wired to respond that way when it comes to rejection. So yes, you're not crazy. The same areas of our brains become activated when we experience rejection as to when we experience physical pain. That's why even small rejections hurt more than we think they should. Although this is the case and it has been scientifically proven, I think this shouldn't be an incentive for you to go ahead and smash these car windows because I justified your pain on my podcast. Please, I beg. There are other better ways and healthier ways to respond to rejection. Things that we can do to curb the unhealthy responses, soothe our emotional pain and rebuild our self-esteem. And that's where I come in. The greatest damage rejection causes is usually self-inflicted. Our natural response to being dumped by a dating partner or your friend not responding to your message results from trauma responses of past experiences of rejection as well as in us becoming intensely self-critical. Maybe you have a history of being constantly left by your father, by your friends, and now as your partner. This now results in you going above and beyond to keep people in your life, and in some cases reducing your self-worth and value by trying to prove your worth. When our self-esteem is hurting most, we go and damage it even further. Doing so, is emotionally unhealthy and psychologically self-destructive. Yet some of us have done it one time or maybe a few times. As tempting as it may be to fall into anger and use this as an excuse to act out of character, don't. Instead, distract yourself. Ask someone to take your phone away from you. Call a friend and vent. Seek advice from someone you trust. And when you have calmed down, Review what happened and consider what you should do differently in the future. Now, I know this is not easy. I know that I'm saying it so casually as if when someone triggers you, you're just going to be like, oh, okay, friend, um, please just take my phone and make sure that I don't text them. But I think it's important that we do this because once you allow anger to control your emotions and for it to control how you act, you end up in very difficult situations and you end up in situations that and future you cannot undo so when you're triggered by your anger calmly speak to the person who has angered you in a calm manner and if they continue to trigger you distance yourself from that particular person or situation i know this one is not easy for me because i usually hold on to people and i usually say oh no but they'll change oh no but this will change oh no but 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 i think it's important to leave situations that hurt us to leave people that hurt us because the more you allow that, the more it's going to continue and the more you lose your self-worth and lose your respect. Self-respect, that is. Another common mistake we make is to assume a rejection is personal when it's not. Hmm. 
Most rejections, whether romantic, professional, even social, if it didn't work out, it probably wasn't meant to be. So let it go and move on. Nothing worth keeping is aligned with pain, hurt, and heartbreak. When your self-esteem takes a hit, it's important to remind yourself of what you have to offer, as opposed to listing your downfalls. The best way to boost feelings of self-worth after rejection is to affirm aspects of yourself you know are valuable. Remind yourself of who you are, because girl, you're more important, you're more beautiful, and you're more worthy than that. Make a list of five qualities you have and five qualities that you think are important and meaningful. For example, if you're the type of person who's supportive and emotionally available in a relationship, list that down. If you're the type of person who is a good listener in a friendship or as an employee, you are responsible and have a good work ethic, put it down. It's important to do this as this will boost your self-esteem reduce your emotional pain, and build your confidence going forward. Also, it's important to grow from our situations and don't allow it to break you down. We are naturally social animals and we need to feel wanted, valued by the various social groups that we are in. Rejection destroys our need to belong, leaving us feeling unsettled and socially unwelcome, which is why we need to remind ourselves that we are appreciated and loved. So if your work colleague didn't invite you to lunch, maybe invite some friends over, drink some wine, have some girl time and listen to some music. Cry, dance, laugh in PJs, these are so important. I think the most important thing is to be aware. Aware of your triggers, aware of your toxic characteristics. Just be aware. Once you know these about yourself, then it becomes easier for you to work on them so that you don't have to carry on pushing people away because of what you experienced in the past. But also, be aware of the fine line of not changing yourself in order to accommodate someone or a situation. What is yours won't require you to dim your light in order to accommodate it. So don't settle. Rejection is never easy, but knowing how to limit the psychological damage it inflicts and how to rebuild your self-esteem when it happens will help you to recover sooner and move on with confidence when it is time for your next date or social event. So just know that you're beautiful, you're kind, you're worthy, and you're more deserving than anyone else because you really are. But anyway, this was the podcast for today. Um, I hope that it has brought so much light and it has reminded you that just because someone else rejected you, does not mean that you're not worthy of love. It does not mean that you're not worthy to be anyone else's friend. Just probably means that you have to work on a few things in order for you to be a better person. Um, It also just means that they probably have to work on a few things in order for them to deserve you. But I think that it's important for us to work on ourselves, work on each other so that we can be brighter, more loving and full of life. But this was me today. This was our podcast. Hopefully I won't see you in the next five years. (laughs) But till the next one. Love you lots. Bye.